I'm trying. I just need to get my breath. I don't know where to go in. I just like I'm like yay 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 yay. You can be the I I rapper. Yeah. yeah, when you guys put me on the mic, I just started, like, when we were doing a song together, I started, like, doing some spoken word shit, and Sean's like, all right, Cass, like. <laughs> I was begging you to do it the whole time. <laughs> yeah, but you were like, you should sing, and I'm like, I'm just going to talk. Yeah. Quickly, yeah. but not rap. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of pressure, having a microphone in your face, even doing this. Like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a lot of pressure. It's like, Pressing oh, this, record. this is being recorded? What the fuck? What am I doing? Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, and there is well-known magic with the record button. Uh, mm. You know, if you're recording any kind of video, gymnastics video, mm. sports video, Stolen it's, it's magic, like it's though. like it's like a third body enters the room, and totally. you have to deal with it. Some and it's like, and it's I feel like you can feel it even when you don't know it. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes it's stolen magic. We, luckily, we've been blessed with the films that when I don't feel like we get less magic when we turn on the camera. But there have been times. We're like, I'll, re- well, I'll record something or record a moment and like, they don't even see me and I just, the energy just shifts mm-hmm. when, you know. Absolutely. You're talking about when you secretly record porns of me and Mare? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. I or the like, other times that she secretly, <laughs> secretly records people. <laughs> I mean, it's mostly that, but I don't, I don't think that you guys got awkward. I think it was good. No, I didn't know you were recording us. And I think, like, that's why when you showed me that video, I was like, this is so hot. I was like, there's not really a lot of videos out there like this. You know, not that this is going to be out there. <laughs> but, like, you don't see videos don't know, like we'll this. See. You know, it's, it's like people genuinely having sex for each other. And we didn't know we were being filmed. We didn't consent to it. We, you know <laughs> I never I mean? do. So <laughs> you guys gave me a blanket consent form ages ago. We do love it afterwards when we're like, whoa. <laughs> We look fucking great. I know, and like, there's been times where I've messed the money shot, and you're like, "You didn't get the money shot." I'm like, "Okay, I'll do better <laughs> next time." Oh man, you can't blow the money shot. I know. There's only so many of those. <laughs> <laughs> so many a day. Yes. Yeah, secretly recording people. We've gotten so casual about that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I record my I record my neighbors. I record people in public. Yeah. Yeah. It's our first instinct now when something's going down. Yeah. It's not to pull out the phone to call for help. It's to pull it out to film it. Yeah. yeah. I remember seeing that depicted in Black Mirror and being like, oh, this is dark. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone just like, someone really needed help and everyone was just like. <laughs> yeah. 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 A lot of my favorite videos online are people being filmed who don't know they're being filmed. Oh, yeah. You know, just somebody dancing in the street or mm-hmm. falling off a dog or whatever it is. Yeah. Because you're sort of seeking that real thing, you know? Yeah. Something that you just, and like to witness is. I don't know. Really fun to just witness a genuine moment, be a fly on the wall, and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we all have a little voyeur in us. Definitely. Yeah. That, so, and there's certain like things filmically that you can do that like triggers that little thing. And uh, you know, uh, like Mary saying, I I love videos where it's like somebody filmed a group of people doing something really weird, but like they're just on the balcony of their apartment, like filming down some fucking really weird situation going down. So like nobody's performing, nobody yeah. knows they're being filmed. Nobody's angry about it. You yeah. just get to witness. Yeah. A very pure moment. Yeah. Yeah. 
like in the stadium in the stands yeah yeah that's how i would make a documentary about your block here in the lower east side yeah it would be so sweet to shoot the whole thing from like the second level like you know just like a layer up just like looking down yeah i'd want to do it mics (laughs) yeah i'd want to do it national geographic style and like hide a bunch of mini cams and different things and you could narrate it in your british accent different trash cans yes and i should narrate it in my british (laughs) accent it's it's the most bizarre fucking thing. Like we pulled up here on Friday afternoon, so psyched. It's like a beautiful day, and we're meet we were meeting people down outside your place, and I was afraid to get out of the car. The the riffraff, like I'm fine with riffraff. I invite it, but like your block gets so gnarly sometimes. Like, and you you just don't want to get in their periphery and get their attention or have them focus on you or pay attention to they you. They always a do though. I know, well, you're you're a, a, you're a showstopper. You're very noticeable. You're a showstopper. But I was afraid to get out of the fucking car. And then meanwhile, there's like people out like it dressed to the nines for brunch, like 50 feet away. It's insane. It's totally bonkers. It's so stark. We're going bonkos. It's bonkos. And well, one of the most surprising things I think about it is that when you see people killed over. Yeah. You, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, where the heroin. It, it's stupor. just it's just that the way. Yeah. I thought it was heroin. My mm. dog walker Carrie was like, "No, that's not heroin. That's K two, K nine. What's the spice K2? or whatever? I think it's K two. K nine's a dog. No, <laughs> 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 oh, I smoke some K nine. <laughs> but apparently, the K two, um, I don't know what you would call it, kills people over. Mm. Ketosis is you. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you wouldn't have assumed it, but I think a lot of people are in zombie land through just legally accessible bodega drugs. But those are the craziest drugs. We yeah, smoked it once. Yeah, we smoked it. We smoked it a few times. You guys have different stories that like sometimes rattle me when I recollect them. The, in in with in recollection, it <laughs> rattles me. There's stuff I've done in my life that I'm like, why did I do that? But at the time, it felt like Cass was just like, I got this at the bodega. Like, <laughs> it had a like, little chihuahua on it, and I was like, like, they're selling like weed in the bodega. It, it's pretty much the equivalent of taking like one of those like male uh, or like fat loss pills that you see in the counter. Yeah, or, yeah, like, yeah, a, the, yeah, hard exactly. Dick but a little bit more consequential version of that. Because this thing made you feel fucking cracked out and crazy. Yeah, no, our friend still talks about how he like got lost and had a really hard time leaving our apartment that night. It's really crazy how certain, how different drugs have different um, centers of gravity in your body. Like, you know, like a lot of times you could see like a heroin person walking down the street and like they're like leaning back in a way that you're like, how is this even possible? You're standing up. And then there's certain drugs that, like, make you, like, want to go like that. I think of that as alcohol, yeah. like, kind of like where you're walking with oh, your al- belly first. Oh, alcohol is the one that does that, actually. Yeah. 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 Heroin is more of, like, a folding on. But, yeah, alcohol, for some reason, it's just, like, pulling you back. Salvia, when you smoke salvia, like, you're being pulled back by, like, the forces of the fucking universe. It's, yeah. like, pulling you back and down. Yeah. Yeah. It's really crazy. Yeah. That's an interesting observation. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've I've just seen enough people out there. Fucking rolling and a reeling, wheeling and a dealing. Yeah, that is a game I play is who's on what drug out there. But yeah. I don't think I get it right a lot. I don't know. I don't know what the people outside your place are on. I mean, I think the current queen is a meth queen. The There's always that, the like a rotating matriarch of the druggies. That chick that scattered off when we went out last night. Yeah, she's... Oh, I was assuming crack. There's no remnants of that. You would know if they were smoking crack. You would you would kind of see it. You'd smell it. You you know this is like there's um little needle things that the caps to syringes are all over the streets down there. So I don't know. I assume that it's heroin, and 
a little bit of meth. If it was, if that chick was on meth, though, she'd be a lot scarier. She's been like mathy though. Oh, oh, really? Have you you've seen her in like scary mode? Yeah, not like totally terrifying, but definitely on an upper. Yeah. Tweaking. Yeah. I mean, she has the face scabs, so I always yeah. assume meth with the face scabs. Yeah. It's really fucking sad, and uh, I don't know. Like I was getting upset the other day, like people getting fired and canceled for like using language that offended somebody or this or that, and it's like man, we, we, we think we're already at the place where we can like make these t- minor tweaks. It's like, yo, there's, you know, there's 600,000 people like in the streets of this country. Yeah. And we're talking about policing people's language about like this and that, like, can we get real? Can we zoom out a little bit? Like, yeah, we do need to care more about each other. Can we start with the people that are like absolutely destitute and need our help right now Yeah. before we get into like the bitchy nuanced somatic arguments? Like, yeah, it just feels like we're getting ahead of ourselves. I yeah. feel like everything can coexist and it's oh, important course. that it does. But I think what yeah, what you're trying to say is that like people aren't given the space to communicate and kind of continue that conversation. It's like, oh, you communicated bad, you're now excommunicated rather than like the ongoing conversation of communication, which is yeah. like Well, just zooming out and just being like, Hey, we're all being fucked with. And believe it or not, it's not me because I might have misgendered you accidentally. It's not It's not me. Believe it or not, you're getting fucked with, I'm getting fucked with. So are all these homeless people. Like maybe we could start to identify who's doing this and why they're doing it and how we could start to, to fight back. Because all they're going to keep doing is just dropping new things for us to fight about. And like it's like it feels like we just keep taking the bait. And I just, I hate to see the direction everything's going. If the conversation to like to me, if the conversation isn't first and foremost centered around how do we eradicate homelessness, like simple <laughs> shit, like how do we era- eradicate starvation and homelessness? How do we start helping people that are in the streets on drugs? How do we start dealing with our like the things that actually offing people, not hurting their feelings, but they're dying? Like I feel like that's the shit we need to deal with first. Like you know how I am. Like I like if things aren't clean, I can't do anything. Like, to me, when I think about this country, I'm like, it's a mess. And it's the, sim- the first thing that needs to be dealt with is homeless. Who the fuck are all those people? You know, how come we don't have a place for them to go? How come we're not offering them help? This is the richest country the world's ever known. Yeah. We can't throw them a bone? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. So it just feels like that convert, that very important conversation gets replaced with, like, all this other stuff that we're con- that's constantly forced down our throat. This like just this conflict about words. We're talking about words. So yeah, I don't know. That's a little rant. I haven't done one of those in a while. It didn't even sound good, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's all like connected in in the criminalization of people and self-expression. The criminalization and, of survival. Yeah, and I'm th- I I don't know. I think right now it's like very concerning what's happening in different. Uh, states and legally as far as when it comes to like people who um, change their gender and want to go express things differently so I don't know I think right now it's it's uh, actually kind of it yeah it's all connected the microaggressions are connected to the macroaggressions Um, you Mm. know how we treat each other on a small level is affecting how people are moving in bigger ways in their life right so it is very important in that sense too 
Yeah, I, th- I mean, you know, compassion is like multivalence and happening on the micro scale and the macro scale. Don't even think about it. <laughs> I know it. You, you always want to be the star of the show. You You're party. This, it's okay with me. He's the biggest camera slut I've ever met in my life. Oh, just God, don't show them your beauty. <laughs> just cover your balls. <laughs> <laughs> just cover your balls. Um, but I, th- I mean. I've been thinking a lot recently just about how difficult it is for people on the individual level, like even before the collective focus of stuff to know, and I've talked about this before, but just to know where your power is most potent and to know where to put your energy and focus because it's such a chaotic, fractured world and you're pulled in so many different directions and you're so, you, in the great words of Bob Dylan, carry multitudes. So there are lots of different directions you could go in with your life and during the day and this month and this week that you would be great at and fulfill. Um, But we have a system that blinds you to that. At every turn, it's trying to pull the wool over your eyes. So you think... Like we were talking about the board game, the game of life yesterday, which you've never played. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Your choices in this game are like, do you want to go straight to the workplace or go to college? Yeah. Do you want to, how many kids do you want to have? Yeah. Like the game of life. Like yeah. Like just boxed in. Yeah. You don't realize you contain multitudes. And people fall in different scales of how good they are at focusing on really macro or micro things, right? Like mm. some people are just geared towards doing more of the earth angel work like our beautiful friend Sarah who like holds down a lot of like physical earth person to person work but there's also like and you know she's also doing that for a much bigger picture thing but there's people that think that's pointless I'm gonna go move weight with more money or whatever it is there's just like you know and they're all important yeah Um, and and policing people's language is never gonna be something I'm a proponent for I'm always gonna be telling people to uh, grab thicker skin in a hellish world but that, well, that's to me but, what breaks my heart. Yeah. It's like we're not preparing people for what reality is. And we're really distracting is. people. Yeah. And, of course, there's like, yeah, literally bigger, heavier, heavier issues. Um, and the economy. I mean, yeah, it's all, it's all set up for you to fail and the economy is trash. I do think sometimes like the homelessness thing also, and this is such devil's advocate bullshit, but at some level we could fix it all and there would still be homeless people, right? Because there's also yeah. a choice yeah. that you – there are lots of people would make yeah. in this life that, that like no attachment to anything. Mm-hmm. I'm actually just living for this second. Yeah. And sometimes I catch waves of like, um, not jealousy, but like, uh, I know what you're, I know what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like I've, there's a level yeah. of freedom like, to it. Damn. And that's like a lot of people will talk about heroin making people better musicians. And I really do believe like, it's not that drug. It's the level that you get to a fucklessness of, I don't care about this ego and this reality and connection to beyond Saturn and Neptune and primordial chaos that makes you a better musician. And it just so happens that those people are doing stuff like heroin, mm, yeah. you know, but it's a mind state. It's a, it's a place where, um, like the grateful dead, you are somebody who knows you're fully dead already. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you don't have like these, qualms or stick ups Mm. about how you should be acting and living and so I don't know there's a lot of freedom I think to a lot of the chaos that we see that we deem as somebody that needs a lot more organization as like very horrible but Mm. there's also just like a wide range of how people I don't know want to be living well yeah and and that's that's a part of like the compassion I'm talking about too is is like just realize like hey this is just there's a lot going on here and you don't know what people's reality tunnel is like how could you fucking make choices or or you know have opinions about how different people want to go through this journey or have to 
it's like so interesting because words are so powerful and so the fight around language and and words is like actually really important and i think it can be done in a way that's like off-putting but like if someone won't acknowledge you shifting your gender then they don't acknowledge who you are and then they take away a part of your humanity and your human if expression you no Which but they're they, they acknowledging they're... that gender is a crucial part of who you are though it's a little bit of a cyclical argument but it, like yeah language is really important and how we use language is important um yeah there's always gonna be, you think there's ever not gonna be mean people no you think there's ever going to be, like... No. Even if everyone was provided for... And there's always going to be meanies, yeah. right? There's going to be somebody calling you fit and ugly and, and, and the wrong gender. I don't think they're bad people, either. Um, I think that you just can't... Like, and this is the fucked up thing about, like... I, I hate to even use this word, cancel culture, is, like, just making somebody into their lowest moment. We know that there's people out there that are just, like, not great human beings donald trump type of like you know what i mean we know that we know there's people out there that are that are disgusting but like holding someone to their lowest moment and not allowing them to make money or grow or be recognized in any way is it's like that's not the direction we should be heading heading right now yeah and i like i love that people are exploring individuality because i think that's the next wave of stuff that's what we're here to do um hell yeah and like group is so important and being seen is like kind of the whole point of being here so i totally understand like all of the emotional stuff that comes with it um but i guess the it feels like the goal would be to not need things from other people yeah you know it feels like we should always be working towards me not needing anything from you not validation not you seeing me not you hearing me not you knowing about me like but that's not being human human is needing things from people like you're saying needing to be seen needing to feel like appreciated needing to feel safe you know like it's kind of inherent to this thing i think anybody that's done any prolific work on this planet was well practiced in the art of validating themselves and not needing it from other people mm-hmm. i think it's yeah it's just another level yeah. of the game where you start making stuff like you know well that's when you're really off to the races yeah when, when you really don't need anything it's not from anyone yeah and you could put it out well, when there. you guys meet a person who doesn't need anything from anyone you let me know oh no 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 no, no. well yeah they'd be I dead right <laughs> <laughs> but be like i did my work here <laughs> and you're more on like the proponent of being a little more codependent in life and stuff it's just <laughs> it's safer emotionally <laughs> if you need less from people i guess is my side of for the sure argument, you know? for sure that's definitely the, the safer thing it's i think is what what most men are in training to do whether they know it or not well and that's like i keep coming back that's the art like you believing yourself is the art like the less that you need other people the more people are going to be like whoa what is what are they doing yeah. oh absolutely you know, it's a whole vibe it's a whole yeah. thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a magic trick <laughs> totally yeah. no yeah self-sufficiency is definitely like very attractive and independence and in in, in sourcing light because you don't right. want to go around being like i need my son i need to find the sun because right. then you're always going to like gauge your own brightness on how close you are to this sun or whatever you, ever you deem that's as That's a the great sun. way of putting what you're saying is like try to you, you can outsource stuff but your own light like your light shouldn't be reliant. No and because I'm we, fucking guilty of that all the goddamn time. <laughs> you know what I mean? No we all are but it's yeah, yeah when when you kind of get to this place like Mary's talking about where you recognize the insourcing and the power of your own light you're not going to look at for it or you're going to you're going to understand 
when someone else is being your son and you're not going to like mourn the loss of that son because you're just like, that's just one son in, in this constellation of many stars. But really the star that I need to feed and build, like recognize is the one that's going this way. Yeah. And I think the people that like continue to evolve um, as artists are good at like, I'm going to shine my light and I'm going to be the sun and then I'm going to get all of the reflection back, the moon, and I'm going to have that inform who I am instead of have that just like destroy, you know, they're like destroy me or have that change me or let it change me or whatever it is. Um, but there's obviously like that, like innate reaction too that you have to like deal with once you shine. It's always like twofolded, I think. Oh yeah. Right. The negativity and the positivity. That's what it is to shine. Yeah. You're like, shit, my moon is, the moons around me are a little dark. This is, I might not be shining that bright. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> it's a new moon around here. <laughs> yeah. If your moons aren't reflect reflecting back brightly, wouldn't that be on you as the sun? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Pop that shit on dimmer switch. He's this guy's addicted. He loves it. <laughs> yeah, totally. We've been partying all weekend. This was good. We looked forward to this weekend for months. Yeah. Because we got seatbelt to spill on Friday night. Yeah. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We came down here and and uh, took some acid and uh, it's just it was very strong, very strong acid. And <laughs> good thing we took it earlier in the day because it kind of it, it took me hours to to level out to a part a place where I could even be out in public. But fucking yeah, what a great night! We went and saw Japanese or or uh, like Asian infused jazz, and then we went into a a little like a bar that was doing house music, and then we ended <laughs> the night at Spill to Spill. Did you like our house music challenge? Yeah, it's like let's go in there and let's see how long let's see how long we can last here. I said, whoever loses first loses. I, I, we should have put a bet on it. Actually, yeah. <laughs> then you really would have lost. We would have been in there all night. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if we would have put stakes on that, we would have been in there all night. But it was interesting going around seeing the different crowds and the different, you know, the just people mixing it up like like we used to before the pandemic it was really nice i haven't feel, felt like that in a while I haven't seen a lot of indoor shows so yeah i wasn't paranoid at all which was nice knock on wood yeah um yeah it was a great time um i think we're we're doing our best to skate through this mercury retrograde but it seems like chaos all around and between these eclipses it's just like the energy is wily as hell and yeah there's something like kind of like really moody about being outside yesterday like the sun would pop out and then it'd be like cloudy and windy and it just felt yeah. like ooh. this has been a classic mercury retrograde weekend in terms of weather and like the moodiness and it's like oh it's normal and then the wind will come and the wind to me is like ugh, that's like the least that's my least favorite. i could we walked around in the rain last night wind fucking fucks me up yeah but what is this mercury, mercury retrograde what do you mean like you know i think i think that is uh the most common astrological thing that everyone knows about but i think a lot of them don't even know what it is yeah, well, Mercury is the god of communication. Um, so the small spaces segmented in between the relationship between everything gets affected. And your Mercury and where that's placed will change how that affects your chart and where the Taurus 
you know, which house Taurus rules will be where the retrograde is happening. Um, because it's in Taurus, it's usually with like physical things, commerce and mm. physical objects and such. Mm. Um, Mercury in Taurus is very, very slow. It's the slowest, um, Mercury placement. So you're digging your heels into the ground like a bull and you're reassessing the area and the pen and yeah, mm. what you want to be looking at, how you want to be looking at it. I don't know. I mean, yeah, you don't, there's a lot of life that's happening during a Mercury retrograde. So you don't necessarily want to plan your whole life around it and avoid it because you can't, but well, know that's... that it may take two or three chives. It's definitely a two steps forward, one step back kind of an area. And it's like review time. And there's, a lot of that needed in life review editing and not always like running forward as fast as you can. And that's what it's about right now. So, but what about like, I feel like last night we were talking about this and I was like, we're starting to border on like superstition. Like can like, you know, cause we have this project we're about to start pitching and it, but it happens to be mercury retrograde and it's like, should we wait? And then you're like, this could be a little bit longer of a wait than you think. And I'm like, God damn, is this how we want to live? I think it's just about being aware of what's going on. And that's what we were just talking about is like, okay, we're the, there was a solar eclipse and now there's going to be a lunar eclipse on May 5th, which that might relieve some of the energy. So it's just like, and you kind of just have to be in your own and just trust. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to be su superstitious, but then it's also just, you got to work with the energy, you know, cause things will happen. I guess that's what it's down. about. It's just like working with the energy and knowing like, okay, this, the best move right now would be this, like, best to put this one on the back back boiler or whatever <laughs> yeah definitely um knowing when to roll your dice yeah it's, it's always a balance of like pronoid and paranoia and mm -hmm. knowing yeah. the astrology will express itself and trying to have will over where that's channeled you know yeah but as I said, even sending your stuff off is somewhat of an expression of a mercury retrograde because it's a review you're reviewing old work that you've done mm. you know yeah. And it's not to say, oh, you can't move forward with shooting right now, but expect if you move forward with shooting, it would happen the way that you expect it to happen, which would be, you know, you'd have one thing after another that would yeah. not work out, just like everybody around us. Just travel like, plans with your mother and yeah, laundry crazy. with me and like let every single angle of physical structure yeah. in my life. It was like, nope. nope. And it, for me, it's very typical and it's... It's always pretty physical with me, which is interesting because I have Mercury actually in an air sign. But like I spill stuff like it, it becomes like that. Very small, minute. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, this fucking little thing. Like we couldn't get the packages. light, our light source for the podcast source. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I don't know if this is bright enough, but like <laughs> it's just dumb shit like that. Dumb shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was like, maybe it doesn't apply to something bigger like this project getting bought like i don't know maybe them uh opening a f corrupt file might be part you know part of the mercury retrograde <laughs> definitely but then passing on a project that's definitely. dope i don't think i don't know i don't think of that in that realm definitely yeah being on the phone with my mom yesterday as she was like having a breakdown after like getting trapped and held hostage in canada because they like just coming back from france wouldn't let her out of the airport and whatever and then having to rebook and just you know, when you're jet lagged and everything, it was just crazy. But it it made me more think about how kind of where our future is headed when it comes to um, how people are going to be allowed to move within space. Like what restaurant it, like it's we're kind of seeing and you've always kind of expressed this to me like we're seeing what it's like when we have to give up like all privacy. And that's when we travel via plane and we've kind of normalized it. But it's going to just happen more and more as technology can kind of 
you know, say who you are and what happens on your phone and, and kind of go into every crevice for our safety. So it's like, oh, in order yeah. to go to this restaurant, we need to, you know, know your digital currency or your digital um, profile. What vaccines you've had. What vaccines you've had. And it and I think, yeah, it's it can kind of get a little um, oppressive of an energy and kind of feel like a dystopian future that I'm kind of starting to get the feeling that like, okay, now, especially in airports, it's like you can't, and on the phone or any customer service, you can't really access people as much. So it's, they're just going to use AI to take over jobs. But what that's going to lead is that you're going to just get kind of caught on the wrong side of that line at times where you just, you actually need someone to help you move something. And then you kind of like hit a glitch in the system where it's, there's just, there's no out. Like we're going to get like in these digital prisons it feels like we already are yeah we built them we consented to all this that and that like to me that's the sad part and it's always we're consenting and when we're when we're fearful yeah yeah the i don't get frustrated at the airport with the authority for some reason yeah you're so anti-authoritarian it's kind of weird that you're yeah i don't i I think it's just because i've been doing it since i was a baby and mayor's used to it we were we were traveling in a time before that even existed exactly you know I'm like this is this is set up so you have to buy expensive water. That's it. It has nothing to do with your safety. <laughs> I get irrationally upset at the doctor when I have to fill out forms. That's when it happens to me. I lose my fucking mind. Like if you if you take more than mm. 15 minutes of my time, which I'm paying you money for you to have, like I I'm paying you. I'm already I'm losing it right now. Like I lose my fucking. You need to know where I live. Well, the 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 bureaucracy <laughs> gets gets you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're my social too. Cool. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, that stuff. <laughs> just so that they can fucking. I mean, I can't wait for AI to take over doctors because every doctor I know just goes and googles your symptoms. Oh so yeah, like, no, that, it's gonna be so fucking rad when you can just scan your eyeball through your phone and be like, "Do I have lupus?" No, cool. Yeah, sick. Exactly. No, that's that's, <laughs> that's coming soon. That's coming like I'm soon. so sick of y'all doctors. They've already trained an AI that can diagnose like crazy one in one hundred thousand. You know. uh you know yes, whatever they're called that's good yeah and like that doctors can't even diagnose and yeah privacy and this speaks of my generation and age is like where my authority doesn't show up because my aunt who's also very anti-authority was always very freaked out i think she's gen x about mm-hmm. the internet and the mm-hmm. fact that we just gave up all our privacy and stuff and i've always been like who like film like i hope you're watching my whole life yeah yeah, you know? exactly. That's how I feel. I genuinely, that's how I feel about it. I don't have that sort of like, oh, privacy thing. I'm like, take my blood. You want to take my blood at the airport to know what's going on? Like, yeah, whatever. Right, right. Until it's like, oh, yeah. but you have to be vaccinated and then we're going to take yeah, Or it's like, oh, you looked at this website or you spent See, but I don't have time. any of that. I don't have any of that. I'm like, look at, watch all the- You do illegal drugs. Like, watch all, all the websites. The you do like, a, but like illegal substances. They're going to be like, okay, well, you've, you obviously were consuming cannabis and LSD. That's and the that's next actually level puts of privacy. Yeah. A level of- okay, you are now technically mentally ill because you've done acid more than seven <laughs> times or whatever it is, so. The next step of it is terrifying, but you you knowing about it doesn't scare me at all. They could publish my internet yeah. fucking whatever. But you know what is, I mean? But like, this is I how, I think this is how they, they get most people is uh, because that's, that's just they a say, common oh, I have thing. Hide. Yeah, like yeah I, I have nothing to hide. We know do it all. That's how the police state got to where it was. It is because we slowly but surely were just like, well, whatever, why'd you break the law? Well, then, okay, well, you know, if you didn't want to get shot up by the cops, why the fuck did you pull out your wallet when they when they asked you to? You know, and like, like we that's what we do. We end up normalizing, like, the most atrocious shit. 
because and and we use that as like well whatever it doesn't really personally affect me like i have nothing to hide and it's like we probably all do until they make what you like to do something to hide they're like okay artists we 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 need everyone in the workforce and we don't have space for people to be artists anymore so if you're focusing on i mean this is like the most dramatic expression potentially of it but but it's true but like it kind of feels like guns to me or something as far as like in a perfect world, we could not have it. But is there any way moving forward, you know, that, you, that we could have guns and eradicate it? Oh, eradicate guns? No, but like private, like, is there a way we could get back privacy now? Oh, is what I'm saying. Oh. You know what I mean? Like we started this talking about how I film people in the street, like everybody's filming each other. It's not just the government. We've all completely yeah. psychically we've given up privacy. Yes. Psych- you can't yeah, lie to right. people anymore. This is like, this is not like just a physical issue. This is like, yeah. we just gave it up. Um, I just feel like there's no returning no. to that. So there needs to be a demolition of people thinking that their ideas could be imposed on anybody at any point ever. Yeah. Cause it's the only way you move forward when there's yeah. no privacy is saying, okay, cool. I know everything about you. I actually can't say anything about it. Yeah. You right. know? Yeah. Um, yeah. The same thing, because, like, I'd love to say, like, let's melt all the guns in the world and not have guns, but, like, we're too deep, right? It's the same thing with government. I'd love to say, like, we should not have a government. We're, like, we're so deep into globalism and and people being reliant on, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that, uh, that, that's when you, like, I don't know, that's when we start to have, like, very real conversations. I'm like, thank God we didn't have kids. I don't want to have to worry about this stuff. I just want to be able to be responsible for myself because it's hard enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kids is really stressful to think about. I'm glad that people are doing it and loving it. Oh, I I have the utmost respect for people that are doing it and trying to do it right in the midst of all this. Like, fuck. Fuck that shit. Yeah. um, It's a lot. The times are changing. Um, I'm excited for people to be cyborgs. Mm -hmm. Get blown up by the sun or whatever's going to happen. Um... I got it. Oh, I didn't know where it was. <laughs> um, I'm excited for the draconian era. I'm excited for us to turn into lizards. Mm. You know. Yeah. I'm a little bit like, but maybe I will be a cyborg before I die. Yeah, we just got to get hip to it that we're like, yeah, we're in evolution's happening faster. Yeah. And I think. That's the gender stuff is like what we're all yeah. on a freaking spectrum of like to to say like you have to stay on one side of this line or express yourself in a certain way is I don't know it's crazy because I don't know we're just now such flu- more fluid people and and our masculinity and femininity is like kind of been fun to unpack you know and what expresses where and you know, we've been, we were talking about, I don't know, just different ways in which we have, like, you can see people, you're like, I, s- I see, and I think it's always been this way, where it's like, people have always been kind of more than just like the ar- archetypical man or woman, you know? Yeah. We're wild creatures who are having like this wild, weird expression of humanity, I guess. I wonder if it's like, I wonder if there's like, you could be very confident in your gender and then all of a sudden change your mind about it. Yeah, I think that could happen. Absolutely. I think yeah. any good thing could happen. I think that's what we're learning is like life is so fucking complex. Anything you could, could happen and the expansion and evolution is it is expanding what could happen. 
Yeah. It's kind of the whole point of you. And cr- being embodied is you're here to have things happen that have never happened before. You're here to embody something that's never been here before. You know, each person, which is like the coolest, most exciting thing in the world for me to think about. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's so cliche to be like, nobody can do you, but like, nobody can do you. <laughs> so do it. it. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> and, and if you love yourself and you've practiced and you, you've made pathways for forgiveness, like you're the most fucking awesome thing that's ever happened. Totally. It's fucking amazing. Totally. I've been thinking about this since um, I'm literally, I can remember. And a lot of people have the same age. It happens at four years old. Like really kind of just like having that like whoa what the fuck why am i sean you know like it's it is a very weird thing like that you kind of almost have to distract yourself away from to just be sean but like that just like like i can remember almost like consciousness hitting me and for some people it happens way later in life you know for some people a lot of people it starts to naturally happen around that age but i still fucking carry that weird feeling like like that's the biggest mystery that's going on here. Like, why am I Sean? What is Sean? What's he all about? And I guess that's what I'm here to find out. Because it's the only thing I have found out with any kind of uh, gusto. You know, it's the only thing I'm, I'm like, sure about is that, is, like, uh, understanding who I am and what I want to do here. Everything else has utterly confused me. Anything I've thought I've been sure about, life hits me with something that makes me almost feel the exact opposite. So I don't have a ton of ground to stand on besides like knowing and loving myself and just bearing witness to the, to my evolution. And that's, that's trippy enough for me, you know, let alone all the other shit we talk about in the external stuff, like that weird relationship you have with yourself and like, why am I Sean and I'm not casting and you take a bunch of acid and you can be the other person for a second. And what the fuck is that? What is consciousness? How the hell are we even doing this? How is it possible I can be you and you can be me? All that fucking shit really gets me going. Absolutely. Yeah, and it brings back that like feeling of looking external and like looking internal and that <coughs> always being a con- like both of those being such an important part of the self-exploration equation of like finding yourself in other people's reflection or lack thereof of the reflection and also just like taking time to like how do I respond to myself? Mm. when I do a thing, you know, whatever the thing is that I'm doing, whatever hobby, whatever activity, um, you know, moving meditation kind of like Mm. paying attention to your mind or the intrusive thoughts and stuff. Um, yeah, I think it's so cool. I'm so excited about this like Aquarius feeling of people exploring individuality. And I do think evolution's happening faster. And I think you definitely can evolve past what you were born into, you know? Yeah, and sometimes well, it happens you know, really that quick. That happens in a singular lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's all kinds of wild, wild stuff happening with the collective consciousness. It's very exciting. Yeah, definitely. Well, we're we're finally at a place <coughs> where we don't have to be uh, so concerned about um, our survival. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it allows for true expression. And I think, you know, if if we could get out of the clutches of the oppressive system we're in, most people would be artists. That's the age we're in. I feel like that's that's what I hear from people most often if they're frustrated in their life. It's because they want to be expressing themselves artistically in some other way. They don't want to be a cog in a machine. Yeah. Yeah, they want to be their own machine. Yeah, and a lot of art is not painting, drawing, 
uh, music. Oh yeah, um, most of it. A lot is of art is negotiating between humans and healing people, and you know, like art really. Um, yeah, art is is just the description of how you're moving through life. It's your set of values and principles that you're putting at the helm of your ship, and you're saying this is what's important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we also like have too confined of a perception of art and get our, inside of our own oppressive um, frustration realms about it. Like you need to segment your time like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of feel like that about like yoga too. There's lots of things that the Western mind has taken and really been like you need a certain thing to get to this place. And it's like, actually all of life is like that. And it's just an approach. Mm. It's a deeper, slower approach. It's a more mindful approach. Art is the same thing. It's a more intentioned way of moving, you mm. know? Yeah. Saying this is important to me and moving forward. And the way that I'm aligning myself to this principle is the way that this art is then going to express itself. Yeah. And that's um, why being around artists hits different because it affects everything about the way you vibrate and it definitely affects your personality you know everyone's an artist though yeah even if you like don't want to be because everyone has principles they're using everybody is some most people just happen to be um, practicing the art of capitalism most people just happen to be practicing the art of a lot of the other stuff that's going on right now and that's fine and i do think the conversation about like are you a capitalist on a deeper level is interesting um, that our friend was bringing up. Cause yeah. I do, when I try and explore it myself, I'm like, I really am a capitalist very much. So is it because, but that's an interesting question. Cause it's like, is it because we have to be, or do you really think? No, like at the end of the day, like, cause like I'm a socialist, like that's how my, like I'm moving forward in my life. And like, you're very generous. I want to provi- I want to provide for the community. Like community is important to me. But when I think about how I use myself without anybody else, my reflective energy, um, and it, weed has really helped my life, but I am absolutely, I put at the helm of my life, not comfort productivity and capitalizing on my life. My breath being yeah. in this body is absolutely like when I really think about it, what matters to me, I want to capitalize on this shit. I yeah. want to use it as much as possible. I want to burn it. I want to burn it at both ends. I don't want to like, I know I didn't come here to be safe and comfortable. I know it. Yeah. And to me that like, is something with capitalism. Yeah. It's well, like, I mean, you, you hit on something that, that uh, it could work for the individual, but man, yeah. for the collective, it's tough, which it's is because it, it's exploitation. You're, you're exploiting yourself. That's you're exploiting exactly how the I think healthy about body Cap- you have. And that's what capitalism does to all people. And what else about myself can I exploit? What else is useful for yeah, the collective? That's exactly. how I think about myself genuinely. I'm like, how can I play this character yeah. so that it's helpful for people? Yeah. Um, but the other tenets of it, I don't think apply really because it's scarcity yeah. is a huge tenant of it, um, which I don't think you love live your life in that model, and, in competition, which I think you can get off on. Um, yeah, but it's also innately thinking that some people are more valuable than others, which I don't think. I don't think that there's work that's more valuable than other work. I think if you pick up trash and you're doing somebody's surgery, it's all equally as important. One yeah. of them is a lot harder skill-wise or whatever, but it's yeah. like that's your choice and that's you happen to be equipped with that skill set, right? It's also something yeah. that's not even like yeah. you're working with what you're working with kind of, right? So, um, yeah, I don't have that. I think everybody should get paid the same amount, but. That would be fucking incredible. <laughs> that would be so incredible. That's just a good litmus test when you, when you say some stuff like that to see who reacts like, like, oh, uh, like, hey, it's never going to happen. But your reaction just said a lot about <laughs> who you are and that you need to feel better than people or whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What do you want to say, Cass? I love you guys. Are you a capitalist? Well, 
if in marriage definition probably not because i'm like i'm here to be comfortable and have a good time (laughs) definitely not (laughs) i'm here to fucking just chill it out not be too hard try to try to get some stuff done try to make some art try to make some movement um but yeah as far as like exploiting myself for ultimate productivity i don't i think i'm pretty far from that yeah, yeah. Mare's probably the prime example of any human being I've met that that's like that. Yeah, well, I can't, like, I. you think you can escape your parents. Like, I came from two people that were, like, always questioning time that wasn't productive. But And it's funny because, like, I, I, I think I'm very detached from them, but, like, at the deepest levels of me, that is who I am, too. I don't you think, I don't want to watch TV. You're right. Like, when I think yeah. about my life and how it goes, like, I would be fucking mortified to reel back my life and it was me on the couch you know yeah. oh, oh. oh. <laughs> i can't yeah so yeah. yeah i recognize that within myself and i've been trying to like yeah study it recently but it's also just how my chart is and i think there's i understand the service through serving individuality because that's like what i'm supposed to be doing yeah yeah you know? and the world benefits from it yeah we love it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. What are you doing with that thing? You load more. You know up? how hard this is. I know. I just want you to do it. I'm ready. <laughs> I guess. This is the patience I get. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, it's kind of like watching someone hold the blunt, and you're like, "Yo, I need that right now. I'm Pass sorry. that shit." <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This stuff's really hard to work with. Yeah, and you know, like another thing, like if if you listened to this podcast from day one, you've heard me, you've heard me rail on capitalism in, from every angle you possibly could. Yeah. Until you realize, like, okay, the joke's on me. This is like the system I'm in. Yeah. That I used to be really good at. Then I started smoking pot and not eating meat. And not eating meat, and then yeah, all you of forget sudden, about that part of the equation. Yeah, I, I forget about that. Like, let's fucking do it. Let's get out there and get some. Like, Capitalism is a dominating art form, and you meat definitely gets you into a more of a dominating vibe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's why it's like it's easy to judge me, but there's no, there, there. It's not a, a coincidence that like when I was in that frame of mind that I treated everything as a conquest and as disposable, including yep. women. Yep. I like, I was just, I was just not as good to people. I'm a good person. And I like, I've always had good values, but like when you're in that mindset, it, it fucking affects every part of the way you, you function unless you're yeah. very intentional, which you, it's hard to be when yeah. you're in your twenties. Well, and they're, they're now science is getting to explain it too, just with like dopamine and your receptors and like how it affects your brain when you start to have drug addictions or porn addictions or, um, you know, you just start to fry your um, reactivity and responses and the way that you're interfacing with the world. Because that phrase, how you do one thing is how you do everything, is very untrue on a certain level of understanding, but it's true on this level of understanding that sort yeah. of, you know, yeah, you're kind of approaching stuff in a similar way. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, like, I remember when I was a kid, I used to like not want to do my homework, of course. And like, I was a spaz and like, no matter what, even if I did get the focus together to do my homework, I would never finish it. I would <laughs> always just leave like the last four questions or problems or whatever for like two seconds before I turned it in. And that was like the defining, like that, like, that's just a small example of just like how I was living my life for so long. Just like kind of like kicking the can, like a little disorganized, a little behind the eight ball. And I, I don't know 
what happened, but at some point, like, I just got a lot more organized and um, was just all about, like, being more decisive and finishing things and seeing things through. And I realized how good that felt in one aspect of my life, like cleaning my room and how it just started to apply to, to everything across the board. And it's, it's how um, a filmmaker still, because I think the stuff that prevents other people that want to be filmmakers from being filmmakers is that kind of shit. It's just like that having the vision, being decisive, but then also this quality of like, see it through, fucking finish the thing, put it out. You know, that's what you're doing now. Yeah, Saturn. I was going to say it probably happened during your Saturn return. When that it old man energy, did. like our friend Griff, we saw he yeah. had his Saturn Shout return. Shout out to Griff. Um, and daddy came home and he's like embodying all this dad energy now. Yeah. You know, you were father saying, of like, time. He looks he's different. Like, I'm like, he's, he's, he went from looking like a, like a young party boy to yeah, like a professor. Yeah, <laughs> really seriously. And he's like on top of his time. He's now embodying this more father of time energy where he's like keeping track of his shit and he's like yeah. using his time and he's understanding like longevity and legacy and all of these big long form ideas that, yeah, for some of us, like don't come along until later in life. Like Megan, your sister who's Capricorn. Some people are just ingrained with more longer form ideas. Yeah, you know, like she just like has that. Yeah, and it took us a second to be like, oh, that's important because like we love fun and all this other stuff. Yeah, well. <laughs> we're really like, what are you doing? Why are you being so like? Oh. But the more you Saturn, just like Griff was saying to us, like the more you do that work, the more you can have fun. The more you create that space with Dad inside you, the more the kids can play or whatever. Yeah. So, well, well, for someone like him, it's really interesting. It's like he's just a freewheeling playboy out there partying, going to all these shows, and then he he falls in love with our friend Maddie fucking incredible like really uh, great pairing we love it incredible it's like couple. the sun and the moon it's just an incredible couple so like he you know on his saturn return he just he he meets maddie he quit weed yeah and went back to school for like the stuff like his previous love in life which is like computer like nerd shit yeah like just deep very helpful secure. intelligence probably the most useful to have much right now. useful much needed right now yes and saying like oh i'm going to apply myself a little bit more and like God damn, I haven't seen like such a stark shift in somebody on their Saturn return as this motherfucker. Yeah. Like really just showing up as like a, a different version of himself yeah. six months later from yeah. when we last hung out. Yeah. And, and Ma- all these things changed. Yeah. Maddie just started hers. Maddie's so, a completely different So in a person. couple of years, yeah, but just wait in a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> and you always said that too, because like we have this whole crop of friends that are now starting their Saturn return. Yeah. And you're like, they're all going to be completely different. Like, it, it's almost like we bought low with a lot of people. It's like we yeah. got in with them while they were fucking complete disasters. And, like, totally. now it's like you can see it. It's like, oh, it's harvest time. You guys are becoming totally. really fucking cool. You're becoming way cooler than us. Totally. <laughs> totally. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the joy of my life to uh, see people, like, connect and make friends with each other, especially people we introduced, like, selfishly. It's yeah. just, like, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, you like... You never know when the biggest bloom in your life is going to happen. For some people, legitimately, it's in their 50s, in their yeah. 60s. I saw Charles Lloyd at what most critics say was his best show and his best album in his 80s. Yeah. So, you know, you just, like, yeah. Um, age is such a, it really is a number thing. The more they hang out with people like youth and, and age and these different archetypes and people moving through so many different phases within lifetime and looking different and feeling different and oh my god there's so much capacity within a singular body and a human you know in a life in a life yeah, yeah to change up your stuff and i'm glad i have a lot of examples of that around me like my aunt went back to school in her 40s to be a nurse and 
um, I think that was inspiring. And I have some other That's people in my inspiring. life that did some some shifts. But a lot of times, yeah, it's kind of, it's during your Saturn return when you turn 30 and you start to figure out who the fuck do I want to be? Well, I think what it's what I be doing? <laughs> getting into this thing where it's like uh, life is an ongoing process of becoming. There's yeah. not like, oh, I hit 30 and I did this thing and now I'm on the other side of who I am and now I'm just going to coast on being this thing. It's like life... I think you can have your bloom in your 40s if you're open to becoming who you are and who you can be. And and I think sometimes you can kind of like check out like, all right, I got the job. I got the husband. I got the this. And then you forget that it's like, but you're a, a, a moving ball of energy yeah, that isn't yeah. stagnant. So to treat yourself like a stagnant energy is going to get you out of alignment because if you're not always flowing with your balance and your inputs and your outputs and your where the wind is taking you you're going to kind of um start to build yourself into a prison unfortunately um, well that but that's what capitalism does to you unknowingly because like everyone's just trying to be a good boy a good girl and they're just trying to check all those boxes like you just said like cool i got the husband i got the house i got the job i got the 401k i got all these things it's like you checked all those boxes within this tiny construct of capitalism there's a whole fucking world of other things and other uh ways to fulfill yourself in life and i think especially now at my age when i'm seeing a lot of my friends in their 40s like yeah i've i already crushed it i i've i i got the career i wanted i got the wife i wanted i got the kids i got the house i got all this stuff why aren't i happy why isn't this translating to happiness i thought that was the promise of the american dream if i did all these things it would equal happiness but i think what really if you think about the american dream it's the pursuit of happiness it's not it's not it's not going to guarantee you happiness it's going to guarantee you not guarantee you but allow you for the pursuit of happiness and it to me that's a much bigger thing than like cool i did all the things now uh, no it's like no that's on you that's on you and if that shit didn't work out for you you got to make a change and yeah like it's crazy the people i've seen in my life that like go back to school in their 40s or 50s or 60s like i already at 41 feel way past that age like i can't imagine doing that like all right it's time to start from scratch i guess i'll switch it up and like well i don't know but you're the someone who talks about wanting to do a yoga training so it doesn't have true. to look in like such a traditional way it's like we're we're there's so much to, you couldn't read every book in one lifetime there's so there's like an infinite yeah amount of stuff that you could focus your energy on and and uh, increase your skill and your capacity even if it's like emotional intelligence even if it's how to relate to your partner or how mm. to relate in relationships or how you want to express yourself as efficiently as possible with outputting being off-putting or whatever it is you know dancing with the tiger <laughs> as you'd say yeah you're gonna fight the tiger you're gonna dance with the tiger I I like yeah I just want to get I just want to keep getting better at the things I know that I love doing you know which is making music and making movies and doing these podcasts and stuff but I definitely would love to add like yoga master to that <laughs> you know all that like I I do I do like that idea of like thinking like hey maybe I'll start running marathons like in my 50s or something like maybe I'll put this body to I'll, I'll really start to to test it in some ways that's one way of doing it and I feel like again that just creates more real estate in your life for other things like when I started doing yoga 
I had never done it before and I got really into it and just started challenging myself and pushing my bodies, which then allowed me to push myself in other areas of my life that I think I had gotten a little stagnant and comfortable in. And Right. Well, talk yeah. about like you being the sun. Like we are drug addicts, but like a l- mm. some of our drugs we can insource and we can activate through challenges and rewards. Yeah. So by learning a new skill and getting good at something, you're activating dopamine. So you're getting these rush of chemicals. Mm. So it's like it's part of the diet of like a happy healthy fulfilling life is is what we're talking about i guess right yeah and also it's a lot of that is like building up masculine energy Mm. yeah once you get into deeper conversations with your body and you are practicing the art of pushing through it's or maybe not even masculine energy just discipline and then it's like yeah kind of like we were talking about earlier like how you do one thing is how you do everything then you're more disciplined in every other area mm-hmm. yeah exactly it's, sick, it's all cross training it's sick um yeah yoga teacher training was the biggest thing in my life not because of the physicality of it because i was already professionally dancing at the time but that's when i started singing because we did chanting 30 minute chanting 40 no minute way chanting. Yeah. that's what started it mm-hmm what the fuck? Yeah, I did this nine-month teacher training with, like, these Indian monks and stuff in Colorado. It was the best shit. So, but before that, like, you would, like, sing along with songs and stuff. But, like, yeah. you hadn't, like, really... I mean, I was on, like, Garage Band at, like, nine when they came out with that shit oh, on Mac shit. in my room, like, doing yeah. stuff, you know? And um, always, like, sing... But, like, very... I had a lot of blockages in my throat. Like, very... Yeah. I was very quiet. I was really quiet growing up. A lot of women you would have be that. surprised. A lot of women have throat chakra blockages, yeah. and it leads to thyroid issues. And once I stopped, um, you know, being bulimic or whatever, then I really started to. Yeah, that's what you needed to be. That's <laughs> what you to be. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't stopped since. Yeah. Thank God. How do we uh, like? Let's promote your new album. <laughs> And I don't want people to get confused because Mare did drop a new album two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> and this is another one. Insanity. Yeah. This one's so much better than the last one. It's so you think fun. That? It's so fun. I um, mean, yeah. in, in terms of, yeah, this one is for like it's dancing and grooving and partying. It's a party. And I'll have a new one probably in a couple more weeks for the after yes. party. The um. after party. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's yeah. this one called? Pity party. Pity party. Yeah, great this fucking name. Pity party. Great name. Thanks. Um, and it's not what you think it is. It's not that kind of pity party. Pity it, it, party emphasis on the party. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Don't forget the party. <laughs> Definitely. I had the time of my life making it. I'm excited to make some more stuff with you guys. Yeah, let's do it. Do you want to play a song? And hope. I don't know. I'm feeling so shy. Well, let's do it. It's so good. Just pick a track and we'll play it. Do you think I should do spun? Yeah, definitely. Mowgli's having a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. All right, let's see how this sounds. Here's a track called Spun off the new Mare Bear album called Pity Party. And Mare Bear is M-A-R-E-B-A-R-E. And that's on all platforms. And here's a track called Spun. Coming at you. Thank you. 
we have on here eight songs yeah that was incredible i love i love how it sounds in headphones too i thanks. love this album i love your music yeah thanks for sharing it with us thanks that was like half fun half embarrassing and i loved it well now <laughs> that's the music video for this yeah. gonna, <laughs> clip that and just put it out no <laughs> <laughs> i wish i was less nervous that's fun i've never had i've never done that before uh that's nerve-wracking i'm uh I'm yeah. glad we forced you to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but I like, yeah, it, this is the first piece of work musically I've made. That, like, m- the more I listen to it, the more I like it. So it's weird. Oh, really? It's like the first time in my life I've ever really uh, made myself proud. Yeah. Like mm. there's something I'm just like, this is really fun. I think oh. that's my favorite one you've done so far. Yeah. The whole time that I made it, like I was just having fun. That's all. And yeah. that was my only problem. I was like, is this fun or not? That, for every it. track, for every performance. It comes across. It yeah. definitely comes across. What was the, what was the musical factor? Those drums, finding that AI drum machine. Like what inspired? Uh, That's you? making my process really fast, yeah. terrifyingly fast. These these AI drummers that I came across for sure. Um, yeah, and I guess just allowing myself to like make the music that my body really wants to make, which is like you know I'm a dancer and I want to make dancing you music. Shake. And I'm like I'm sad girl shit too. I'm always gonna make sad girl albums, but um. <laughs> you're emo. <laughs> um, yeah, but my name is Mary. You know, originally it's not Mary. Yeah. I am a party. Like I am here yeah. for <laughs> the good time. <laughs> and that's like you know, I wanted to make music because I'm a dancer, and I wanted to make the music people were dancing to. And growing up with all my uh, girlfriends and those crews, and like exchanging the newest songs, like I, you know, I always knew I, I eventually maybe wanted to be that person that got to move the people and move the bodies, and not just be a body mover. Mm. Um, so it feels like a very exciting, natural part of like my progression, I guess, mm. and what's most excitable and exciting to me. And like, that's the music I listen to most is music that moves my body. Yeah. That's why I'm here. Um, so yeah, that's helped me in like my flow and, um, allowing myself, but yeah, it just, it's, um, it feels like the pieces just came together, um, through lack of resistance with myself. I've it's with been uh, with everything. We've been together two and a half years, and like the amount of 
like think about how much it's changed like we used to not yeah. be able to hear mare's music i know she used to fuss over it yeah, in so a way I, or I'm, i don't i'm not trying to put that on you but no, like it it, to, for me it seemed like you would fuss over a song or like the way like just little like stuff that i'm like oh like but you were also learning how to produce but i do think that there was something you were hiding behind i'm learning how to produce by like not yeah. putting it out but it wasn't time for it to come out yet yeah because in the time in those two and a half years i think you found out the type of artist that you're going to be the, like you know yeah uh, like I'm, I, I think you're glad that that stuff's not out there the stuff you were making when we first met and you were like yeah. really really it was like you were trying too hard and trying like, so hard especially, and now you put out an album every two weeks <laughs> <laughs> especially vocal it's mainly the vocal thing because yeah. you know because i'm like mainly a vocalist it was mainly like all the resistance that was in my voice and finally just sitting into like oh this is like naturally the middle of my voice and how I sound but you didn't have and that when we first you, it's almost like you had too many options of how you can make your voice sound so you were oh, like yeah. trying it all out it takes a lot yeah it takes longer to learn your voice if you have a bigger instrument and I definitely have more choices but it, it's just finding the middle there's a place everyone yeah. has it's like right in the smack dead middle um and that came with the rest of the artistry too with not having this judgmental like I need it to come from a certain place and you really helped me when you were like, all my films are like beautiful and ugly and, and thinking about my songs holistically as being the representation of my beauty and my ugliness yeah. and the, the, the darkness in the moment that I'm trying to represent, but also obviously all the levity and the fun and, mm. and, um, not thinking as each thing is a fractured thing, but as like a holistic film kind of but yeah. musically. Um, yeah. Uh, cause yeah, you gotta stop judging yourself. And I think about that, like would I, be feel so cringe about like the music I was making when I was 25 when I met you guys or 26 or whatever mm. like that I remember the first thing I sent you guys it was like just horns I was thinking about that this morning oh yeah that was like it was only horns I was doing crazy stuff yeah you, yeah <laughs> um and I think probably like the the voice stuff would have would have maybe made me cringe but I think but you would sing in front of us it's just you wouldn't sing your song we'd never heard a recorded version uh, yeah. of your songs I knew you were working on them because we couldn't see you you were like I gotta work yeah yeah. Well, and singing and singing to a mic is so different. That's its own learning process. But I am grateful. Um, I mean, ugh, the pandemic time is hard to not feel guilty about, but I'm grateful that I've had to do it alone and been in conversation yeah. with myself because it's going to make collaborating with other people so much more fun and capable and spacious and stuff too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the time of my life. Oh my Thanks God. Thanks so much for listening. It's the best. It's the best. <laughs> I'm jealous. I'm I wish a, you could feel it. I kind of love being in a relationship with you as you, I know you say it's all like existential and stuff, but it, it can't help but like put it in the context of the relationship that we're in. And it's like, can be kind of like really fun, but kind of like really intense in a way that's like beautiful and confronting and like, yeah. you know, like I kind of appreciate all of that about it, like being so close to the music and so close to the energy and, um, yeah it's i mean it's a joy and a pleasure and scary and <laughs> <laughs> what's she gonna sing about next <laughs> it's, it's everything. yeah lord wrote that great song writer in the dark where she's like better beware if you kiss a writer in the dark cause <laughs> <laughs> they'll write about it <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah it's yeah it's the it really is the most effective form of therapy for me to oh, try and yeah. organize my thoughts. How do I really feel about something? Yeah. When it's always surprising. When yeah. you, when we first started hanging out or whatever, like I think it's just part of love is wanting to do what someone you like does. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I remember like being like, all right, I want to write songs. Not like I ever wanted to like make a song, but I was just like, started writing lyrics and stuff. And it was kind of crazy 
what would come out of me like almost concerning like i wrote this song about being trapped and you woke up and you saw it on the notebook and you're like are you okay Cass?" i'm like it was wow, very dark that's a really dark <laughs> those are really dark lyrics but it's, it's so existential for me it like reminds yeah. me of that rick and morty episode where it's little rick and little rick's like singing you know what sounds like 90s acoustic jams oh, but it's yeah. all it's the stuck. messaging underneath of it is like help get out i want to get out you yeah. know it's like he's speaking to morty but like doing it like help me but like in a way that's like beautiful acoustic <laughs> music so you can't really it just sounds like every song and that's what artists are they're just like these trapped people and i mean we're all yeah. trapped people yes. in like the multi-dimensional whatever the fuck this thing is but i think artists are the ones who put like words and sounds to that uh fever that we have as humans you know oh absolutely and i think yeah, a lot of great artistry uh, or musicians and songwriters to me feel like they're speaking um to a very personal topic through their song but that personal topic is talking about the deeper existential human crisis always mm-hmm. i think florence welch to me is so palpable on that and all of her stuff it always sing- seems like she's screaming to the gods but it's all personal like it's a very personal conversation mm-hmm. that she's having but, but it also relates to your boyfriend and, yeah you know. she's talking about her boyfriend but you can tell she's like yelling at the gods yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> your music has a lot of that <laughs> I'd like to think at some point, but I don't know. <laughs> oh, for sure. That's mostly what I like journal and write about, and it feels very existential. Like angels, why'd you fuck me like that? When I get upset, it's not even like I'm not even mad at Sean. I'm like I know. mad at my angel team. I know. Like y'all gonna do me like this? <laughs> you gonna leave me in the dark in the dark? To <laughs> <laughs> be cold. Oh my god. It's and yeah, that's been a huge part of the flow for recording too. Is just knowing that like, there's always going to be these weird tech snafus, and for me, not getting existential about it is what keeps the rubber on the road and not yeah. dying on moles. Because I can be, I was really fragile in the recording process, feeling like if stuff wasn't working out, because I can be paranoid about if it feels like I'm swimming upstream, like oh, I'm not supposed to be doing this. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. gods don't want this to be happening. Yeah, you are. You're supposed to be doing it. Yeah, it, it, it's just, yeah, not getting so fucking dramatic about reacting the way that life is no, happening. No, I know. It's my main <laughs> challenge, too. Aye, aye, aye. I was just thinking there's, like, mo- there's just a lot of movies that have that, like, lesson. And I was thinking of one in particular. It's not Groundhog Day, but they're just, they're just kind of, like, the beauty of life when you flow with oh it's um planes trains and automobiles oh yeah you know that's the example of like the classic movie that has like the message underneath it that's like kind of about dancing with life like you can fight it and hold on tight and be like no my everything got canceled and you can just have a miserable time or you can trust and just look for the best it's ready turn around the corner it's gonna be ready it's gonna buzz up yeah i mean that's like what your mom was going through the past 48 hours as a planes trains and automobiles situation (laughs) testing her faith and patience and yeah yeah, it feels like with public transport it's a lot of that meditation just trying to go with the flow and and trusting uh, who you meet like i think there's also like this i've enjoyed life (laughs) a lot more since i've like been happy to meet anyone and everyone you know because I think sometimes in life you're like can be insecure about meeting people or worried about how people see you and then not genuinely want to get to know people or like I think sometimes people are like what can you do for me and it's like I think life has 
can be really fun when you realize that every person is like a limitless portal into a reflection of what is life and Mm -hmm. they can reflect not only your reflection back to you but like the reflection of everything all the suns around them so you're not even just seeing their sun you're seeing every sun that's hit them and that's kind of it kind of reminds me of like you're having sex with every person someone's had sex with which sounds so dramatic and bad but it's also like funny thing to say it's true though okay (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I said that. I really don't. I don't know why I said that. Because it just felt like the tangible example of it. It, I, Yeah, and I really feel the more as I age that th- this, the non-randomness of, of, of all the interactions that you have in life and buses. And when you're in New York, you really get that magic, that networking oh, magic, and you yeah. feel it here. Like we had a friend come um, who was adopted magical human being but was uh, rolling around the city having the time of her life and um took mushrooms had kind of like a weird performance and was having a hard time um out on the streets of new york and some random person came up to her when she was i think going entering the subway station and hugged her and said i was adopted too and i know you're feeling really alone and apparently in that moment that was like the deepest crisis that she was having was just like feeling really alone and triggered by like her adoption story and stuff mm. and um stuff like that in new york happens all the time oh yeah i mean probably more than anywhere in this country at least yeah and obviously i mean you're when you're in a more populated area it's going to happen and it feels more like that but like who you sit next to on the train and um yeah it's all magical and if you're open to it there's obviously something to get from everybody in any situation even if it's not maybe like super enjoyable and if it's crazy or whatever and you guys are the best at that that i've really known like you are so open to the magic your father i think is the start of that momentum you know he's like one of the most open to the in-between magic people i've ever met in my life you know all like what (laughs) you know what could it bring what could this person bring you know he's really um believes in that um i think i've told this story on here but i'm going to tell it again i had uh my kindergarten teacher from london england when i was four i was on the same bus as her at 13 in sydney australia in a public bus and she sat across from me crazy so it's just yeah the non-randomness has been apparent in my life um yeah you never know you never know you're gonna meet no, or or what your purpose is with that person. So yeah, I don't. I I feel like all this leads to you just like having a le- like slowing down a little bit. I think that's yeah. what we're talking about. If you slow down a little bit, uh, there's a lot of magic going on. And the the whole the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off is all about that. That's what I, mean. I was thinking about too. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's what our movie Wild Magic is meant to be. Yeah, totally. It's to that's show you all say. that stuff that's going on that you might be trained not to see mm-hmm. for self-protection reasons yeah. but yeah. like we can kind of do this like fuck it let's have the conversation with the person next to us on the bus yeah let's talk to the that fucking weirdo who was ranting about something outside walgreens like, well i can pretty much guarantee that every person i meet is more interesting than me you know what i mean and yeah. that's like and that's kind of like my baseline being like a little comfortable bear who's like yeah. you know it's like it's what keeps us curious and uh not on some high horse like oh yeah we're the coolest most interesting people out there in fact we go out there with the opposite type of mentality yeah and when you do you you start to just magnetize and be able to see it and it doesn't like for us like we're trying to film this stuff but we mainly just live it it's this is how we travel it's it's what we do it's how we know everyone we know so uh yeah it's it's a powerful thing to to kind of take that that vibration that's like 
it's very like a wispy thing in our culture and to try to like really solidify and amplify it i think that's what we're trying to do some movies have been able to do it waking life um signs did it signs <laughs> signs did it well it's one of my favorite synchronicity movies oh yeah the whole point of it is that like there's non-randomness to this little girl's weird OCD of like leaving water around, you know? Yeah. That's why I, I try to tell Sean. I love that movie, y'all. <laughs> the more I think about the movie, the more I love it. And yeah. like I had random OCD when I was a kid and a lot of what's helped my mental scape is not judging the weird shit that I want to do. The weird little rituals. My What's helped my mental scape is not judging the weird little shit that you want to do either. <laughs> it's true. That's really, I know we're try, we're being silly, but it is yeah, true. Yeah, same with you and, and with me, you know, it's like, yeah. it works in a relational way. Like, yeah. you're like, who am I to know, how, like, whether these glasses of water are ultimately meant to be yeah. everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Your set of judgments don't apply. If Mary doesn't have those set of judgments for herself, what business do we have applying those set of judgments to her? And like, that's like, that's actually practicing compassion. I think yeah, we're we're all like these very funny creatures, and we can spend time judging and being fearful and trying, or we can spend enjoying and appreciating. It kind of just feels like the balance of the love hate spectrum, you know, just like all right, are we gonna you're gonna love the moment or you're gonna hate the moment? The choice yeah, is yours. Yeah, you know, this is the moment you're in. You're, you're gonna love it or you're gonna hate it. And, I don't and know. when and when you're judging the moment, you're being a hater. And and it might be it might be a very very subtle vibration that you're judging it on, but you know you are, and you you are being a hater. It might not be like f- fully fucking out and about like flamboyant hatred, but like it's pulling you away from a the present moment which is magical yeah and you can look at the present moment be like i need to do something in this moment but you're doing it out of love not hate like i want to improve this situation because i love the situation with my effort and energy and showing up as like we do as humans you can keep it on the tracks (laughs) as she goes completely off the tracks I think Cass, Cass got secondhand dabbed. Yeah, definitely. Secondhand dabba. <laughs> well, this was a fucking pleasure. I don't know how long we've been doing it because I don't have my glasses on. Hour 18. Ooh, that's pretty nice. That's a, that's a solid amount of f- totally free content. Just an offering from us. Don't judge it. <laughs> but if you do like it, if it's a positive judgment, you do like it. There's a lot more on patreon.com slash church of chill. Patreon is one of the best sites ever invented. I've been around since day one of the internet and Patreon is, uh, at least right now, one of the, one of the fucking coolest websites ever invented. And, uh, it's our, our, our Patreon is pay what you will pay what you want. And, uh, there's a whole bunch of bonus content, tons of, of music, music mixes. And, uh, our Discord community. That's how you get access to our Discord community. We just made new friends off the Discord yesterday. Shout out to Kellyanne and Michael. Oh, yeah. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. I Meeting feel people. the beginning of summer where we all come out of our cave and meet each other and celebrate life and, uh, you know, go into parks. And We wanted yesterday. We wanted this weekend to be summer so bad. And I, I, I got married so tube. hyped. I wore a tube top yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You barely wore anything the night before. 
It was cold. It was like straight up like a like a cold spring day, and like I had I had hyped you for so long. I'm like, this is gonna be the best. That's all he said to me was how nice it was gonna be. It's gonna be. be so beautiful. He likes to set expectations high. But I had my bear jacket on all weekend <laughs> <laughs> with a tube top under it. Yeah. Yeah, all business out front, but <laughs> down beneath, nothing but a party. <laughs> oh my god, talk about a money shot. Good. <laughs> Good golly, Miss Molly. <laughs> but we are gonna we are gonna show you off this summer. You know, first nice day. First nice day. If you get a text from us and you happen to be in New York City or whatever, yeah, you should come meet up because we're gonna put Mare in something really sexy. And Cass, <laughs> Cass, you were fucking extraordinarily yeah. sexy yesterday too. And it didn't completely go to waste, but yeah. make sure to listen to Mare's music too. <laughs> 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 links are in below thanks yeah, for hanging below. out this uh, is really fun thanks for hanging out you guys out. are gonna post more on the tiktok and you're gonna do more shorts yeah yeah absolutely uh-huh. it really helps when people uh like and comment yeah you it sh- really does i hate to fucking be that guy but smash the <laughs> like smash the comments yeah let them know what you like about it or what you want to see more of yeah yeah i would love more um shorts from books Oh, I want I want to do know? that. I think almost every scene in Wooks could be a short. I know so. it, it really is that way. Yeah, it it is cool. People, uh, that is it is really helpful. Let us know what you want to see more of, or if you have Definitely. any questions, because like, uh, and yeah. I'll, I'll do this more formally on the Patreon. But like, I'll say, hey, what questions do you have, and we could just answer them on the podcast or whatever. Yeah, that could be fun. And uh, just anything people want, like I. Um, Cass made a website of all the artist playlists. Yeah, I've so I've dope. made on Spotify. So there's a website veryape.tv slash playlists, and yeah. you could go through and like, if you want to do a deep dive on any of the artists that I have, you can see like some awesome songs. And like, people were reaching out and be like, hey, can you do a deep dive on this band or this thing or this genre? And like, that really helps me. Yeah. So I love that shit. But uh, um, besides that, just fucking live your life. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, it's Taurus season. Serve Venus. Serve your body. It's Be all about love. Be the, the sun. Be the fucking sun. Be the fucking sun. Peace, love, and magic, y'all. <laughs>